All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Hello, 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 everybody. I sound a little different. I sound way, way more good looking. And that is because it's me, Alex, I'm going to be hosting today. Uh, We have a couple injuries on the uh, Vancouver Boys roster. However... We're hoping that we can get them back before the podcast is done. Should be here in a while. Yes. So right now, all you're going to have is me. Who are you? I am Alex. Alex Smith. I will be your host. And I have Mr. Canucks Videos, Mr. Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? So yeah, we're going to be doing a little dual action, at least to start the episode. We're going to hope to get the other guys in for the second half. That's right. But uh, now here's the problem, though, is we start with Tyler's segment which is the betting segment. And I, I don't do as much sport betting. So. Oh, well, this might just be my wheelhouse. It's- is it Alex's surprise money line? Oh, yeah. Brought to you by BetStamp. By using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all sports books to ensure you're finding the best value available on your wagers. BetStamp allows you to track verified bets across all major sports books. This allows you to keep track of different accounts and build a more credible record. On BetStamp, you're able to follow other BetStamp users to be instantly notified when they are tracking picks. Following winning users is a great way to find new bets. You can download the BetStamp app or sign in online. And if you're new, you can sign up with promo code VANCOUVERBOYS to help support the show. And remember, make sure to follow all gambling regulations in your area. That's that's right. It's uh, Alex's gambling <laughs> corner, I guess. I don't Alex's know. gambling corner. Is it Alex's surprise money line? Oh, yeah. I guess that's the... That, yeah, well, the intro is going to say it's Tyler's, but yeah. it's, it's yours this it's week. You've stolen it from him. surprise money line. And all we're giving out is winners this week. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. So we're going to be looking at the games on Friday because this episode should be coming out on March 31st. That's right. And there's not a whole lot of games going on. We only got four NHL games. However, I will correctly predict all of them, but do not... Follow my betting because if I am wrong, I am not supposed to be, uh, I will not be held liable. So this is my picks, my personal picks. Uh, The first game on Friday is going to be the New York Rangers versus the Buffalo Sabres. I see an upset. Really? I like the underdog. I think Buffalo is on a hot streak. They're playing for the playoffs. New York's already, uh, already made the playoffs. They're already cemented. They're going to be there. They don't need to try as hard. Buffalo still has something to prove. That East is tough. I think that's a win for them. Fair. And they got Detroit versus Winnipeg. And this is going to Winnipeg. Yeah, they're battling for that central position. They want to be top dogs up there or at least not make the wild card. Winnipeg is a phenomenal hockey team. This is such a good hockey team. Maybe the best goalie in the NHL. Easily the best goalie in the NHL. So, yeah, I got Winnipeg winning there. 
And then we have Calgary versus Vancouver. Oh yeah, and I will be going to. You're this going game. to that I'm game. Going aren't to you? that game. Yeah. So I will be taking, of course, the Calgary Flames. I will also be taking the over in that game because I want to see an exciting game. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a personal pick there. But uh, yeah, I also do think I'm hoping that Vancouver does not start Demko because Calgary's goaltending is crap. Is that a that's the Friday game, right? Yep, the Friday game. Oh, I don't know, man. All Canadian divisional matchup. It's most likely gonna be Demko. It's gonna be Demko. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope that it's not. But yeah, I'm gonna take the over on that. If the Canucks were smart, they would bench Demko for the rest of the season. I still don't know. But we'll, brought them. yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into that. that. We'll get into that. that. Uh, and then to end the games of the Friday segment or of the of to end the Friday games, we have the Dallas Stars versus the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> I think we know where this is going. I think Dallas is going to take that one pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are going to be my picks for the weekend. And to bet this weekend, I will be using BetStamp to find the best odds. Yeah, crazy, crazy, awesome app. Yeah. It's so good. It, it, it works perfectly. It's like Expedia. You look at the best rates to uh, see which site you want to put your money into and get the best odds for what you're betting. Yeah, it's uh, it's a no brainer. If you want, if you're going to gamble, why not find the best odds? That, exactly, exactly. I don't gamble much, but the few times I do, I use BetStamp, and I make all my friends really mad because I <laughs> I win because <laughs> he gets the good odds. He's got the best odds. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So now I think we'll run it to uh, some Canucks news. I'll let Marcus take over. Okay. So in Canucks news, in this this. It bothers me so much, and it ties into the Demko comment I made. The Vancouver Canucks are the second best team in the NHL since the trade deadline. They are 10-2-1. See, now, now we're supposed to be bad. Yes, very bad. And you're telling me... No, we're supposed to be good, but we are Yeah, but we are bad. Yeah. Until after the trade deadline. Yeah. When we picked up a good player. Yeah, who only started playing for us, like... Three days. Yeah. Something's not adding up here. I don't understand it. Well, I think the biggest thing is that just before the trade deadline, Thatcher Demko returned from being injured for like the whole season. And he's turned into one of the top goalies. It, that's the thing is for me, it's not that he turned into that. That's what he's always been. He just, yeah. I, I think at the beginning of the year, he was playing injured. Yeah. The injury became too much and it sidelined him for like five months or, or the better part of the season. Yeah. And now he's back. He has a 920 save percentage. He's playing like one of the best goalies in the league. And he's playing in front of a team that when, when you really dissect them, they aren't that bad. I've, I've been saying this. this is why I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs next year. It's because they have a good roster. They've just been playing injured. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to look at, though, because you, as a f- person who's been a fan for a long time, and especially the last few years, you start to wonder, are we falling into that same trap again, right? Are Canucks fans looking at them and thinking, oh, we have a new coach now. Our goalie's better now. We just tweak the defense a little bit and boom, we're contenders or, or whatever. that was Playoff contenders, cup contenders, whatever. Yeah. These are all things we told ourselves last year, mm. you know, and we ended up in the exact same place where we played really, really bad at the beginning of the season. And then once we all but mathematically eliminated ourselves, Suddenly, the Canucks are playing like one of the best teams in the league. Again, they are the second best team in the league since the trade deadline. So yeah. for the last month, 
And they, they were at that point where they could have drafted a superstar in the top three, four, five of the first round. And now it looks like they're going to pick closer to 10 to 15th. Yeah, it's just, it sucks. Like when we were down at the bottom, it was something to be excited about that there was this generational talent that could potentially come home, yeah. come to the, his roster that he cheers for. And then Canucks are just like, no, we don't want him. We don't need him. We're going to play really good. Make you guys think that we're going to be good. And then come next year, just shit the bed. And that's just it. Is You kind of think like, I, I hate, I, or I used to hate tanking, right? I used to hate the idea that you go out and you try to lose. But at a certain point when you think about, if you sacrifice, the Canucks have like six games left in the season. If you sacrifice those six or seven games, right, you just lose them all on purpose. Yeah. That is maybe two weeks of pain for possibly years of success, right? Yeah. It is, and that's where I'm at is I'm not talking about tanking for a whole season. I'm talking about there's two useless weeks left in a season that you can rip it off the roll and you can wipe your ass with it. It, it doesn't matter I, anymore. Is it worth it to just just bomb the rest of this season? No, I, I do agree. It, it it's It's not... It's, I think I said this last episode or two episodes ago, but it's not players that um, tank, it's organizations. Right. And if they're not going to sit the players, whatever players are on this, they're going to try their hardest, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's tough. I, I want to, uh, I, I like, obviously I want to see them do good, but at the same time, like you said, it's two weeks of nothingness. Like maybe play different players, try new things. Like, don't just try to win games. Try to improve for the next season. Yeah. And, I mean, they've kind of done that. As we've seen in, like, the past week, they've signed a couple uh, college players now that uh, the college season is done. Puts them in the AHL, puts them in the NHL. And we just recently had uh, one of the guys that have been pretty exciting that Canucks fans have been excited for the past couple weeks. Plays first game. Right. Yeah, so uh, McDonough, right? Yeah, Aiden McDonough. Yeah, so he was able to come out. He plays first game against Chicago. Yep, that's right. And, I mean... He didn't look bad. I mean, obviously, he's a forward. Yeah. We we want defense. Everybody's been talking about defense. But, you know, still just bringing a new player, bringing in somebody fresh, somebody to get excited for. And, I mean, it's not like he looked bad. He didn't look amazing. Like, he didn't stand out. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just, like, something like that. Like, give these young players a chance to come and try out the NHL level. Like, these games don't mean anything if you win. It's better to develop the talent that you have in your system to see who can make the roster next year. Yeah, for Give sure. them a little taster of what the NHL is going to be like. Yeah. And, and this is kind of perfect for McDonough because we, this is a guy who like, he's not going to be a, a first liner, right? He's not a guy that you're looking at in your top six. This is someone who, and this is no offense to him. This is just some players. Are, this is the way they are. He is at best a third liner. That's going to be a ceiling. And that's great. That's awesome that we have a good young massive, by the way, the guy's like six foot five. Yeah. He's big a third liner that developed through our system is, and is going to play for us. That is fantastic. That's good news, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that he was able to come up, but then there's some players in the AHL where I'm like, why are they not in the NHL in these games? Like a guy like Atu Ratu. Right. Like he is like when they traded for him, he was a, I believe a second round pick. Yes, but he had like right. he had something like he he dropped massively. Yeah, he was supposed to so be. He's in the got first like round. he's got the skill and everything. Mm-hmm. And if he were to come up, he'd be playing in probably like the top two lines. Yeah, because he is more of a skill player. Why is he not up right now? I really think that because with him, that is someone the Canucks view purely as a development project. 
right? Mm-hmm. They, they might almost be thinking, you know what? Yeah, he, he'll be in the NHL in the future, but we don't want to risk his development now by throwing him into a bad situation. We'd rather him get those heavier ice times and minutes and be leaned on more in the A or in, yeah, in the AHL yeah. than come to the NHL and be a bit of a bench warmer, right? I, I guess I see that. I, and I also, I know that the, uh, the AHL Canucks, what, what are they called? The Abbotsford yeah, Canucks, Yeah, the Abbotsford right? Canucks. Yeah, so they made playoffs or yes. officially clinched it. So I guess they want him down there, especially for the playoffs. For sure. But I, I don't think it hurts just to have him up for a couple games. Uh, I guess we don't have any injuries in the top six, so somebody would have to move down. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It, he's the type of player where it'd be like, why is this? I want to see him up. I want to see him play. Gets, gets Canucks fans excited for the uh, upcoming season especially since they just put out their uh, season ticket holder letter that they seems did, to have yeah. a couple people in arms and you received one of those. I, I did receive the letter and it's um, it's an interesting letter. It's, it can be boiled down to saying, Hey, you know, we're sorry how this season went. We wanted to make the playoffs and we didn't uh, please renew your season ticket memberships for next year. We'd really appreciate it. And you know, we're all in this together, that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, just just throwing words at a wall and hoping that some of them stick. Like just a little bit for yeah. sure. It's kind of a it's not a slap in the face, but it's almost like I don't know. Like, what are you doing? Like, just be honest. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to see because a, a lot of what they're apologizing for is exactly what the fan base warned them of for the last few years, and saying stop signing these massive contracts. Stop trading away our future. You know, build a proper team. And they kept saying, no, 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 we're going to retool. We're going to do it our own special way where, yeah. we, you know, and, and, and we said it's not going to work. And it didn't work. And they admittedly, like, like we talked about earlier, they are set up to have a good season next year, right? A healthy Demco and mo- mainly the same roster. A couple changes on defense. Yeah, this team could be near the top of the Pacific, right? I believe at the beginning of this season, Tyler predicted them to win the Pacific division. Oh, there was a bunch of people that predicted it. Because yeah. it, it's funny how much uh, a starting goaltender can change a team, not even by their saves, but just the confidence that the team plays in. Yeah. Like, even I notice when we, like, we play, like, in, in minor leagues, like, when you have your backup in, like, you don't have the confidence to do whatever because you know that you're not as confident that he's going to save your butt if you do something wrong. Right. You almost play a little bit more conservative and then you can't go out there and do all these things that you're normally allowed to do and what you're, what you're used to doing. And then now you have this, like, I'm not going to call them a bad goalie. Obviously they're in the NHL, AHL, whatever. Like yeah. they're still good goalies, but compared to Demko, Arthur Silva or Silvas and Silovs, 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 <laughs> stupid names, <laughs> uh, him and uh, Spencer Martin, like they're good goaltenders, Yeah, but they're not to the caliber that uh, Demko's at. Well, I think that might be another problem is people really overhyped Spencer Martin after last year when we had to yeah. call him up from the AHL. Wasn't it that it was the Florida Panthers where he got like a shutout? No. Okay. So I was at that game yeah, right? and yeah. it went to a shootout and That's I believe it was. it was like one, one. Yeah. And for those who don't remember, Florida was a powerhouse last season. Yeah. They won the president's trophy. Yeah. And the Canucks again, were in that weird position where they sucked at the beginning and they were getting better and then they lost Demko. And yeah, Martin basically stole us a point out of that game. But um, that, that was the problem was he played, I think, three or four, maybe five games in the NHL last year. And he played like unreal in all of them. And the problem was Canucks fans were expecting that every single game from him. And just unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. 
And next year, I I really do believe that some combination of Delia and Silovs will be the backups for Demko. Yeah, most likely. And I, yeah, like I said, like I think just the team going into next season, if they have a healthy Demko, you'll see a completely different team. Like they're going to have the confidence. I, I just want to give a shout out real quick. Hey, uh, just showed Steve Dangle joined. I just wanted to say, hey, oh. man, I love the content you've been doing lately. I've been following your TikTok. I've watching the LFRs. Love what you do, man. It's it's very much enabled us to do it. <laughs> Alex wanted to say hi. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's awesome to see what you do for the community, man. So really appreciate it. Thanks. Um, and, and the podcast too. Like we, we kind of came up with it on our own, but like, not going to lie, you gave us a fair bit of inspiration for that. So thanks yeah, yeah. a lot, dude. Who doesn't know Steve Dangle, especially as a Canadian that yeah, likes exa- hockey? All Canadian hockey fans know who Steve especially Dangle is. Especially passionate. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like the prototype. Actually, no, he's more than a prototypical passionate fan. Well, he, he used to be someone who like at the very beginning, he was coming up on like my YouTube suggested feed yeah. and you'd see his background was all Leaf stuff, right? So just scroll yeah. by it, right? Yeah. Like, God, get this yeah, guy yeah. out of here. Like, why is YouTube keep trying to make me watch this Leafs <laughs> fan? I want nothing to do with it. And then finally, it was funny enough when they lost a game or something, I went and watched it. I was like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what made me think I could do the TikTok thing. So anyway. Uh, I guess moving on with the fuck. What are we talking about? Sorry, it's, Steve's throwing me off now. Well, we could talk about passionate fans. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, yeah so uh, it just came oh, out. No. Oh no, I know what you're yeah. segueing this to now. <laughs> so, Damn it. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is Canucks news, but pretty much uh, they recently came out the f- that they are going to make a thirty for thirty based off of. The Vancouver Riots. Yeah. The 2011 Vancouver Riots. Yeah, you got to specify because there were riots in 94 yeah. <laughs> yeah. too. And the cover photo is the couple making out in the middle of the street. Yeah. You know they got just, married, eh? I think I did know that. Yeah. I think yeah. it came out later, which is so funny. Yeah. It's it's such a weird story that they have. But yeah, what? Uh, a 30 for 30 on that. Yeah, man. I guess I got to call up, call up the old therapist yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it's not just about like the riots or just like the Boston series. I really hope it's about... Like that playoff run, I doubt it will be. Yeah. I kind of I wish it was. Yeah, because it's that would be like a Vancouver thirty for thirty. Yeah, that like Vancouver people would like, but probably the rest of like who makes it? It's TSN, right? Uh, ESPN. Or sorry, Which ESPN. I think, but they own TSN. Something I think. like that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So ESPN's making it so like it's going to be to all hockey fans, and obviously they're not going to care about the whole run. They just want to know about what Vancouver's known about, which is rioting when things don't go our way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it's tough, too, because there's there's other pro sports teams in North America that have had riots. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, actually, when they were in the Super Bowl, rioted. Yeah. The difference is they won. Yeah. So no one really gives them <laughs> yeah, a hard was, time about it. This was an angry loss. I'm mad. I'm going to throw things and light things on fire. Yeah. No, so. it, it, was, it was a really bad look for a lot of Canucks fans. And, I mean, I remember being at home, like, not even really understanding it, right? Like, I was 12. Yeah. And I was watching it on TV, like, you know, mom, dad, what are these people doing? Yeah, like, what's right? happening here? It was like, what, like, they're like, oh, they're mad that we lost. I'm like, yeah, so why are they yeah, looting like- London drugs? Like, <laughs> what, I don't see how this is related. But it was, uh, I remember that was really upsetting. And then to kind of see the aftermath the next day of like, oh, yeah. the sh- mayor speaking sh- and saying that these people were smearing Vancouver's name. And yeah. It was like, oh, man, like. Just it, on a national stage like that, doing something like that. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what direction they take it. Like, I wonder if they're just going to have, like, interviews of people who did ride and, like, people that were in the moment. Because I know there was, like, 
there's definitely two sides. There was people who were trying to stop it and trying to be peaceful while also yeah, being upset. But that also kind of makes it worse. Yeah. And then there was the people that just like wanted to let out rage because they were mad at the hockey game, but then they probably were mad about other things and then just like just went ham. Then you've also got this other group of people who are like not all homeless, but like kind of live downtown and they're just especially bums. yeah. And then you know they just see chaos and they're like, oh cool, I get to flip yeah. a cop car. Well yeah, right? like, with where the arena is for people who have never been there, it's like right in the heart of downtown. Yeah, and Vancouver is known for having a really bad uh, homeless problem. I guess you could call it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, a homeless crisis, I yeah. believe, is how they say it on the news now. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely a lot of the uh, homeless, like, because they, a lot of them live around there or, like, hang out around there. So, when they saw all that and, like, they're going to yeah, join in. Just jumped in. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, why not? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to explain the mentality there. Yeah, but. so, 30 for 30, I think that'll be really interesting. I, I didn't see a release date or a projected release no, date. No, they actually haven't even announced it yet. They've just announced that they've completed making it like okay, it's, yeah, it's yeah. done the editing and all yeah. that it's ready to go but yeah i guess they haven't announced yet when it will actually be aired yeah but that'll be that'll be weird to relive because again we, yeah. we were we were both quite young when it well, happened. i was i would have been 11 uh no i would have been 10 yeah I, w- I was in middle school yeah when it happened so it's like you like know I, I remember it happening but like i i definitely didn't have a full grasp on it so i don't probably remember all like the details and everything i just know like People got mad, stuff got lit on fire. Yeah. And cars were flipped. I, I remember it being weird because you, you know that I watch a lot of hockey games with my grandparents. That's yeah. like how I grew up. They were on a cruise when this whole thing was happening. Oh, they really? were not even here. And they almost canceled it because they wanted to be here for the series. Wow. But they were gone. So my aunt took my mom to the game. Those are the other two people who I watch a lot of hockey yeah. games with. So they were gone. So I ended up being with my dad at my stepmom's house with my sisters, none of them were watching the game. Yeah. So it like after my whole life of being a Canucks fan, I'm sitting there alone on a couch yeah. in the middle of summer <laughs> watching a game that's happening 45 minutes, a 45 minute drive away from me. Yeah. And there's a riot downtown. It, it was just the most surreal thing. Yeah. Where it's like this, that none of this feels real. No, no, this feels no. like a bad dream. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was insane. I, I don't remember who I was watching. I think my dad and my grandpa were at the game. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember who I was watching the game with. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing, right? Because yeah. you remember all this stuff happening. Yeah. It's like, how can I not remember game seven of the Stanley Cup final when my team was in it? Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. It's like there's details that's like, this doesn't make sense no. to me. It's almost like the riots overtook the memory of our team oh, being in completely. the Stanley Cup finals. I barely remember a thing about the actual game. I was going to mix up remember the if it was a shutout or if one goal was scored. No, it was for nothing. Yeah, it was a shutout. Yeah, yeah, it was that, that I remembered. <laughs> 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 no, I, I have an even worse memory. So that summer, uh, again, we were season ticket members. And yeah. one of the benefits that we got that year was we got a free private tour of Rogers arena over the summer. We went in and as they were showing us one of the suites, they like radioed up to the top or whatever. And they're like, hey, can you like turn the big screen on so they can see it? Yeah. And when it turned on, no. it still had the score on it. No way. And so like, it was us in this group of like maybe 10 other season ticket yeah. members that were just all going, oh. No way. It, and like, again, I'm like 12, right? My grandma yeah. took me to this and it was just this like, oh, okay, I can, I'm, I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> It was like, That's so tough. and the poor tour guide, right? She's oh, yeah. like, you know, like a 20 something year old girl. Yeah. She's like, oh, check out this mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so tough. 
<laughs> just panicking. Like, I want you to picture like 12 year old yeah. me sitting there like almost crying. She's <laughs> like, like, look at it, look at it. <laughs> yeah, she tried to make them like play the goal horn and stuff after. Like no one cared. Everyone was so oh, mad. Such a sad tour. <laughs> it was. Oh, the whole rest of it. She was just trying to recover. Yeah. Right? It, just, it was not happening. But, oh. Yeah. It's tough it's, look. <laughs> so I know as season ticket holders, uh, obviously they put the statement out uh, for new people to renew their season ticket holders, other people to buy them, whatever, yeah. what have you. And you also do get a lot of perks with it. Yeah. One of the perks was you got to meet some of Canucks uh, Hall of Fame uh like gods, like just a really, <laughs> a really well-known uh, uh, Vancouver Canuck organization member. It's going to be funnier when people realize yeah. who we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yes, I met Jesus Christ yeah. himself, John Garrett. Yeah. So yeah, John Garrett, you got to meet him in person. Yeah, I did. Uh, Canucks legend, uh, the voice of the Canucks for what, like 20 years or something he said? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, just an insane run. And uh, recently he just announced that this will be the last season that he will be doing the Canucks, I believe it's color commentary? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Co color commentary uh, in general. He's going to be retiring. So I'll let you take over because you've watched a lot more hockey than me. Uh, you've also met the guy. So I feel like you probably would be better at uh, explaining this and sharing some I'll I'll, yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah, he's uh, put it this way: when he retired, I think it hit me and a lot of other fans harder than we expected it to. Yeah, like it was like you know, I, obviously when like John Shorthouse retires, that's going to be a really big deal. Yeah, but even Garrett, you know, a lot of people don't think of him so much just because he's he's the color guy, right? Yeah. He's just like kind of when Shorty has nothing to talk about, then Garrett starts going. Yeah. But John and John have quietly become the best color commentator, or sorry, the best commentating duo in the NHL. And this mm -hmm. has been talked about by other um, fans in the league This isn't well. Canucks bias at all? No. no, no. Well, <laughs> no, I'm saying one of, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's yeah. a subjective thing who you like better. But, yeah, a lot of fans, even from opposing teams, really like them. Yeah. And, yeah, he he's such a great and down-to-earth guy. And we could tell that right away. So, yeah, on a season ticket member thing, another time, me and my mom actually met them in the middle of a game. It was like between periods or during the first period, they brought us up to the broadcast gondola. So we got to actually watch them work a little bit. Which That's cool. really cool. Mm -hmm. And then the period ended and the tour guide kind of, I think she could tell that we were quite like, interested in them like we weren't yeah. just like oh neat whatever like yeah like, like you wanted that's to, like, them yeah and so she like kind of brought them over to us after and was like hey these are some people we're giving a tour and i kind of shook both their hands and was like hey i, I just want to say you know me and my family we listen to you guys all the time and you know whenever we're not at a game we always hope it's you guys uh calling the game yeah and john shorthouse was funny he actually ran up and hugged me after i said <laughs> like oh thanks so much <laughs> he was a really funny guy but then uh, just talking to Garrett too and hearing some of his stories and just, it was like, you know, he totally had time for us, right? He seems like a really down to earth guy for a guy who is really important to people who stay at home and watch the games, like can't afford tickets or just like can't make it. Yeah. Uh, and, and even season ticket members, like we don't go to every game. Yeah, exactly. You like know? you're going to watch a bunch on TV Yeah, and him being one of the voices that it, like explains it. Like you're hearing him all the time. Yeah. Like just a really, he seems just like a really down to earth, cool guy. Like somebody you could go grab a beer with. 
Yeah, and just like sure. he probably has stories for days. Yeah, and I'd love to. Oh, if he would ever do a podcast, man, oh, I would love would to have a him come sick on. Sick guy to have on the podcast. Yeah, that would be fun. Coming soon. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work our way up. Yeah, he's gonna have a lot of free time now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and he will still be doing the national games apparently. So, oh like, really? Like, oh, I thought he was completely done. So he's done with. I, I guess he said Sportsnet Pacific. But okay. He said he'll be on other Sportsnet properties. So like he might do like a radio show here and there. And yeah, it sounds like he's going to do national games. So like when it's on hockey night in Canada or a weekend game, yeah. he'll still do the color for that. Okay. But, I see. But yeah, but he, for the Canucks. Yeah. They yeah. will have someone else doing that full time now. Yeah. It sounds like, and that's been another debate. It's kind of who is going to fill his shoes. Cause you need to have really good chemistry to be able to do that job because you need to be able to know when they need, when you need to jump in, when your other partner is like tired, doesn't have anything to talk about. Exactly. And that's not something that you can just like have off the bat or it'd be really no. hard. Like you got to build that. Yeah. And that that's, so there's a few guys that have kind of come up and one of them that I just got to knock off right away. Cause it's not going to happen is Kevin BXO. No, he a, is a, not. A lot that. of, a lot of people online, like he'd be perfect for it. No. And, and well, here's the thing. They're right. He would be perfect he would for get, it. He would say so much bad stuff. That, and he, he's just, he's too big for it. Yeah. You know, he, he does, he does hockey night in Canada yeah. on the panel. He's not stepping down to be the regional color guy for the Canucks. No. Right. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, another one that would also be just saying too many things you can't. Don't you? tell me you're going to say that Roberto Longo. No, I was going to say okay. Ryan Kessler. <laughs> no, Jesus, that's way worse. <laughs> Kessler would just be swearing through the, the whole, whole time. Yeah, no. Luongo's also like the assistant GM for Florida, yeah. so he's not coming over. I th- the Sedin twins. That'd be funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> they were both color. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> riffing off each other like, oh, bad pass. Yeah, these are all bad passes. Yeah. If someone shoots, no, I should have passed. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what is this cycle game? This is terrible. But um, I, I think the best option is actually Ray Ferraro because mm. he, the only problem is he works for TSN and yeah. it's kind of like you don't, they're competing companies. Yeah. But John Shorthouse also worked for TSN and Sportsnet at the same time for a while. There's a couple of guys that like swap back and forth. Yeah. Well, so back in the day when Jim Houston used to call all of our, um the, national games yeah john shorthouse would do the radio and at the time tsn owned the radio broadcast but sportsnet had the tv broadcast okay so he would kind of work for both yeah and when he did the radio ray ferraro was the color guy okay so they've actually had experience working together before yeah and most canucks fans love ray ferraro including myself yeah I, i think he's a really good broadcaster he already has the chemistry with shorthouse i think he's the perfect guy to fill that role yeah, that's a pretty good argument. I won't lie. But there are, I mean, it would be really neat to see even BXA for one game. It would be, be cool. Really yeah, funny. just for him to jump in for one. Yeah. Actually, I, no, I want a whole game of him and Kessler calling it and then Luongo being they like would the fight. Right side yeah, they would just be fighting the whole time. I will, I would pay pay per view to watch. Yeah, that, that would be absolutely. Funny. Yeah, there's Sportsnet sitting on a gold mine and they don't even know it. They should have a not safe for work. Uh, color commentary. Yeah, like on like R-rated. Yeah, yeah, like that would be so funny. Apparently they did something like that in the NFL once where they, not like rated R, but like they had a different commentary yeah. where it was like just old football guys just like yeah, talking just about the game shit. basically. Yeah. Like just chirping all the guys and stuff. Like that would be so yeah. funny. And I mean, Sportsnet's already done the kind of YouTube, like watch a game with Steve Dangle thing where it's yeah. like, you know, less official, but it caters more to like, I don't know, a more like, 
younger or like yeah, exciting just a different crowd, audience this would be the same thing i think oh yeah easy. I, I think you that would, would get be so, so many people turning in or tuning in just to watch that yeah absolutely. i would almost like not want it to happen because i feel like i would love it too much and i'd be yeah, like wow these guys back. suck like everybody sucks i want these guys yeah i i, I get where you're coming from yeah. but yeah it, it would be really cool to see something like that one time but yeah anyway garrett you know I wish him all the best. Right? Yeah. Lo- absolutely love that guy. Legend of the game. And if Jake was here, I know he would agree with us. Even yes. though he, even though he makes fun of Garrett. Yeah. Sometimes. We, when, when he did announce it, Jake did text the group saying, you know, I've said my, I've said my words about him, but at the same time, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. His, um, his goodbye speech actually made my girlfriend cry too. Yeah. Which that was, was really funny. Cause she's, you know, she watches the games, but she's not like super hard. Well, and she's also a pretty like, recent fan i guess you could kind of say like yeah. within like five years would you say a little longer but yeah okay i would okay. say so she started not like really paying attention in like yeah 2016 17 okay so like yeah so time. so she's been around yeah yeah but that w- he's not someone who i thought would really mean as much to her yeah but when he like he kind of did this thing like looking into the camera and saying yeah like, you know, thanks made to it the fans very for, emotional oh it like it it had me kind of like whoa man yeah. like i wasn't ready i look at her she's got she's got her face like buried in a pillow yeah. <laughs> she was not okay well like you could just tell by when he announced it like just the emotion on his face like how much this team yeah. means to him his job because he's been doing it for 20 years yeah he doesn't stumble on his words much but you could like Unlike I do, like just right there. Yeah, like but, we could use some pointers. Yeah, yeah, I have some Marcus murmurs going on here and there. <laughs> but he's, yeah, you you could tell like he was having trouble getting through it a little bit. Yeah. But then sh- as soon as he was done, Shorthouse started making fun of him right yeah. away. No, they have a like, really good chemistry right going. back to it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love those guys. And Canucks have been really lucky with commentary. Yeah, like, we've had so- pretty good. Some teams just get a bad commentator. And yeah. it's like, ah, too bad. That's them. your life now. We've been really lucky for like almost our entire franchise's existence. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important that whoever takes over for him is really good at the job. Yeah. Well, I think I think we covered the John Garrett stuff. Obviously, we're going to enjoy these last couple games that we have with him. Yeah. Uh, but now I think we need to go enjoy what our fans send us. Aha. We're going to jump into the inbox. A big splash. It was a big splash. Uh, this week, we actually have a pretty interesting question. One okay. that I don't think gets brought up a lot. Uh, it's about the Hughes brothers, which we do talk about. Ooh, However, okay. which Hughes brother is going to win an award first? Oh. It's a good question. Okay. Because there's 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 two yeah. parts to it. We have two defensemen and we have one forward. Yeah, that's right. And the defenseman can basically only win one award. Yeah. Like, if you're a forward, you can win a Rocket. You can win a Hart. You yeah. can win a Ted Lindsay. You can win... You, you, you could go on and on about the awards you can win. If you're yeah. a defenseman, you can win the Norris. Yeah, it's the Norris. That, that's all you can get. However, I think the field for the Norris is a lot more competitive than the field for, like, uh, an Art Ross or a Ted Lindsay. Right. Because, like, those... It's, like, top, top tier. And I'm not saying that Jack Hughes isn't top tier... But he's no. not in that upper echelon yet. I would say, though, he is closer than you think to a heart. If Th- Think about wh- what does the heart mean, right? The heart is the MVP, yeah. and it is the player that gives the biggest impact to their team, yeah. right? You look at the New Jersey Devils without Jack Hughes, there are very few teams in the league that can lose one player and have that big of a difference made. Yeah, very true. 
Very true. I'm not saying he, he's going to win it or win it no. this year, but I'm saying I, I the, do, the yeah, debate yeah. is there. I do see what you mean. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess it comes down to are one of the Hughes brothers going to win a Norris first or is Jack going to win? Like, is he even, would he ever win a Selkie? I don't think so. He doesn't have no, a two-way No, he's not game. the biggest I think he'd just be guy. an Art Ross or, yeah. Uh, what's the scoring title? Rocket. No, oh, sorry, uh, points. Oh, points. Um, oh, wait, is that the heart? heart? No, he, no, but no, he's never getting up more points than McDavid, though. I don't know. McDavid would have to be injured for a season. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But so Art Ross or Norris. I think I think it's a Norris. Okay. I think it's a Norris first. I think it'd be Quinn Hughes. The only reason I say that is because New Jersey's devil, the New Jersey Devils defense core is so much better than the Canucks. Yeah. Like, because he would have to outcompete Dougie Hamilton on there. Yep. Uh, Damian Severson, I think his name is. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Like, both those guys are... Dougie Hamilton's a top two defenseman. Uh, Severson is a top two, top four defenseman. Yeah. And Luke Hughes has to go in there and be able to outperform them enough to be named the best defenseman. Yeah, not just on the team, but in the league. Exactly. So I Quinn think Hughes is our only defenseman. Yeah, so it's like when you look at the defense core, if they're going to be really good, and for some reason they're really good defensively, Yeah, like it's going to be his name there. That That's the thing. I think Quinn Hughes now... Like, look at Quinn Hughes' rookie season. He had Tanev as his partner. Yeah. Right? And then Tanev got um, let go in free agency. Mm -hmm. You find Hughes another partner that can give him the freedom that Tanev gave him in his rookie season with the skill he has now? Yeah. I think that's a Norris nomination at the very least. I think so, too. Well, I mean, you look at Kill McCarr. He didn't win his Norris until he got an arguably top 10 defenseman in Devontae. Yeah, he was playing with Devontae. Yeah. So you need somebody on that side to be able to let you. Oh, now, now it feels like we're making an argument for Luke Hughes. No, but, but here's, there. you're right. But here's the thing. Luke Hughes has not played an NHL game yet. Yeah, that's very true. Right? Yeah, like, Quinn Hughes is more on track than Luke. Yeah. And the thing is, this isn't, I wouldn't even use the term more on track. It's more that Quinn Hughes is just older, right? Yeah. Quinn Hughes is in his prime. Luke Hughes has not started his career yeah, yet. Very true. So I, I think that I'm not saying that Luke Hughes won't ever be better than Quinn, but if you're asking who wins an award first, it's Quinn. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That that's I, I that's my that. answer. I agree with that. Yeah. That was a really good question. That was a fantastic yeah. question, actually. Very creative. Yeah. Well yeah, thanks for the questions. Uh we don't have enough time to answer all of them. Uh, because we did spend a lot of time talking about John Garrett. Uh, and the <laughs> rest of the questions, so. yeah, the rest of the questions so. we pretty much talk about every episode. Yeah. So when something new like that happens, we kind of got to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we will be getting into more NHL news in the second half. Got some goofs, got some thoughts, got some uh, news around the NHL. Hopefully we'll have Jake and Tyler back for it. Yeah, but, they should be on their way. Yeah, but we're going to go to break first. But first we're going to take a word. F- oh, no. Right after. Yeah. But first, we're going to go for a little break right after our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. 
Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half. Uh, we have new additions to the roster that we need to announce. Starting on the left couch, <laughs> we have coming in at a solid four foot five, Mr. Jake Jude. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> on the right side of the couch, coming in at a solid four foot three, Mr. Tyler Erlinson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they've decided to join us for the second half. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're short, too. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Taking out at the knees. Yeah, taking down a peg while you were gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've come to uh, join us for the second half, jump into a little bit of more broader news, but first we're going to start with what we always do with Mr. Goof of the Week. What a goof! That's Mr. Steel Goof. Yeah, Mr. Goof of the Week. Mr. Meester. I don't know whether you'd be offended by that or what. <laughs> That's right, welcome to the biggest <laughs> goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that breathe. story. I do breathe. <laughs> when? I'm just trying to cook through it, you know? We got places to be, things to talk about. If you're a listener that didn't hear like one of the first episodes where there was a goof of the week, you probably have never known what Jake's been saying all this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll slow it down. I don't know if I can say it was slowing down. Hold on. That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, or whatever, what have you. Bring up that story with the guys and we chat about it. There we go. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That, that was, was tough. I had to really think about it. Anyway, this week, the biggest goof of the week is, oof, it's got to be Mr. Eric Stahl. Rough take in the media this week. Yeah. Um, interviewed by the Florida... Um, As an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Florida media, right? They go in there, and uh, I guess he and his brother decided not to wear the, the pride jersey. Whatever. We won't get into that. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. But the, f the goof here is one of the media members says to him, yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, we've seen you wear a pride jersey in the past. And Eric Stahl very confidently says, no, it never happened. False. <laughs> Fabricated. <laughs> she, she literally said in the interview that there's photo evidence yeah. of you yeah. wearing it. We have a video like, of yeah. you wearing it. Like, yeah. man, this guy's a moron. And then, sure enough, the video evidence comes out that during the bubble, he was wearing a pride jersey. It's really funny. Now, he does have two brothers. He does. Any chance it wasn't him? Maybe he thought himself. No, it was one of my yeah. brothers. Yeah, he saw the photo. <laughs> he was like, nah, that's not me. Yeah. yeah, that my favorite part has been like the stitches on TikTok after oh, that are yeah. like side by side of the interview, and then him skating around yeah. in the jersey. Yeah, and then you know the the wah, 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 and all that music. And yeah, yeah. It's just like what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. The, exactly. the best part is just exactly that when they're like, "Yeah, we ha we have a video here of, of you skating around in it. Like it's undeniable, indisputable yeah. evidence." And he just looks into the mic and kind of stammers for a few seconds and goes. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I just, I just never wore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fabrication never happened. Anyway, we'll get through it pretty quick this week. But yeah, like I, I still can't believe it. How he just openly was like, "Yeah, no, it never happened." Like you wouldn't remember something like that. Yeah, like you'd think know. even then there must have been some discussion between him and the organization or the league, mm -hmm. or maybe at that point because no player had ever or that I know of refused to wear it yet. He didn't realize it was an option, I guess. Yeah. Well, I it's just, just originally they probably told him it's not gay pride. It's just the color flag event. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, because also yeah. like these guys aren't opting out. They're just opting out of the warm up. At least like. Oh, I thought they still warmed up, but without the jersey. No, 
I don't think they're. Oh, they just didn't. Do oh, they didn't warm up at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. They should have just made him go out there with no jersey at all. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> just skins? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of more gay when you think about it. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to support the gays? We're going to make you gay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, meet us outside the arena afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> or inside. Hey, I'm, I'm on Quinn Hughes' side over here. I'm, I'm for everybody. Hockey's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He had a nice quote where he said, "Like he, they look forward to wearing it because hockey's for everybody." Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. he was at, like I said, we talked about it a little bit last week, but biggest goof of the week, Eric Stahl. Nice. What's next, Alex? Our fearless leader this week? Yeah, I guess I'm. Uh, oh, speaking of fearless leaders, yeah. Do I have some info for you? Okay. Mr. Joe Biden. Is he fearless? Oh, he's... <laughs> is he a leader? <laughs> if he could remember, he could be fearless. And not I, I, fall off bikes. That's my yeah. favorite video. Oh, it's One of my favorite videos I've ever seen is him yeah. falling off the bike. <laughs> it's it's my second favorite video. After the one that you're going to talk about. Oh, I thought you were going to make a porn joke there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't watch no Joe Biden porn. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, checked the, I haven't checked the Twitter lately. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So, yeah, Joe Biden, he loves... Hockey. Uh, he loves falling off bikes. Stumbling upstairs. He likes not remembering things. Yeah. Uh, and he does not like the Leafs, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, I haven't seen him say things that were that funny. And just, like, to come out of, like, nowhere. Especially in the House of Commons, like... Well, comes, it it comes, is in Ottawa. I guess, but still, like, it's pretty funny that, like, he still gets along with the banter. I don't know. What do you, what did you guys think of it? I think it, someone probably scripted it for him. I don't think it's don't still think my he favorite knows, thing he yeah, has. I don't I, think he knows funny. how to read. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Joe Bryan's reading yeah. shit. He, he did make a joke afterwards, too, and he said he had to say it because his wife is a Flyers fan. She's well, he, from he Philadelphia. Was, yeah, he was born and in Philadelphia or something. He was? Something like oh, that. Uh, he, he mentioned that his wife his is, wife is, is a Trump Flyers fan. Oh, okay. And that, she, and that in the most recent game that they played, the Leafs beat the Flyers. So yeah, that yeah. was his way of getting back at them and totally worth it too. Yeah, it was great. It, it, it was funny to see. A little comedically uh, relief. It was like, uh, I think it was during the World Cup uh, when uh, two presidents had a bet going on. Or no, no, it was, uh, oh fuck, I can't remember. Anyways, the Olympics? I don't know what it was, but it was yeah. two countries' presidents had like a whole, uh, whole a bet wager. going on. Yeah, 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 a wager or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was it Canada and USA in the I Olympics? I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was Obama and... Was it, was, it was the women's. It was the women's hockey. Yeah, was, was it Obama it, and Harper? Not, no, I think it was Obama no. and, and Trudeau. Was it Trudeau? Trudeau, they, Trudeau yeah, doesn't yeah. seem that cool. They would have. No, they they never crossed over during Winter Olympics. I, I, was, I think it was Stephen Harper. Yeah, maybe. That anyway, was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, yeah. Funny. It's always yeah. cool when like somebody big like that mentions hockey or talks about it. Gets a little worldwide. Um, Info, whatever the term is. <laughs> on the uh, on the topic of Biden, um, something happened over the week that I kind of wanted to just touch on quickly, and we can kind of blow by this. But um, obviously, over the last week, there was a uh, a shooting in in Nashville, and um, I think a lot of major media outlets in Nashville and in, around the country have been covering it and talking about it. And this isn't the platform for diving into what happened and the politics of gun ownership in the States. Like that's just not what our platform's for. 
But at the same time, I couldn't help but think to myself, like, you know, I, I just massive condolences out to the people that were affected by the tragedy that happened in Nashville and for the people that are in the community and, and around the team of, of the predators and just seeing their support for those people as well has been really nice to see. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, share my condolences for the people who are suffering from that tragedy. So, yeah. yeah I mean, a second that obviously thoughts and prayers go out to the families affected anybody who's affected. Yeah. It's, it yeah. sucks to see. Yeah. And, and like you touched on, regardless of your political opinions on or beliefs, no one deserves to go through what these families are going through right now. So you guys said it best, our, our deepest condolences. And I'm glad to see that the predators are, are doing what they can, right? They can't do much, but what they're, they can do is, is, you know, anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, well, Okay, in a in a little bit of a happier Nashville um, moment, did you see Pecorine's statue yes, got unveiled? Of course, of course, I love it, and I love the reception to it too. Everyone's been talking about how great it is, and I know you guys aren't, but everyone's been been really you know happy about it. People have been talking about what does it take to get a statue? What do you have to mean to the organization? And there's been a lot of people talking about it, and yeah, I love it. That statue sucks. I ain't what? gonna lie. I agree. It looked like he had warts all over his face. What? Yeah, it's not a good. It's like almost as bad as Ronaldo's statue. No chance. Okay, that wasn't a statue. That was a <laughs> random fan who made a bust of him. Oh, no, they were commissioned to do it. Yeah, it was a full on like thing. It, it was like out for really the team. bad. Yeah. Wow. I also yeah. don't think Pecorini deserves a statue, but that's just my personal opinion. Exactly. I think I think Weber deserved one more than Rene. Well, talk about new things and deserving and not deserving. Uh, as we know. City of Phoenix, sorry, the city of Tempe is uh, building a new arena for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah. Arizona Coyotes. Uh, oh, yeah. I always call them the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> I hate the fact that they changed their Big name. names, guy. Anyway, so the city of Phoenix is actually suing Tempe. Tempe? Tempe. Tempe. Oh, is that why you started laughing? <laughs> It's Tempe. Yeah, Jake definitely warned us before we started recording how to pronounce this city's name, and none of us have been able to do it. Nobody retained it. (laughs) Whatever. It was Uh, a long conversation, too. It was like, guys, don't say Tempe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the city of Phoenix is suing Tempe uh, for the development of the new Coyotes Arena uh, because they did it wrong. Fuck's sake, man. Like, this... This franchise is a joke. Yeah, there's no way that they stay there. It, so, from the votes what? in May, by the way, for those keeping count. Oh, is it? I didn't even know May. that. Yeah, it's in May. So, from what I understand, the reason this uh, lawsuit is going through is because they plan to make this more of more than an arena. It's almost like a development of like a city area, yeah, right? Yeah. And what they're doing with it is they're putting hotels and some residential condos and stuff around it, which is cool in theory. Like smart. Yeah. Like think uh, Rogers arena has even built towers, like almost off of the arena now, right? Edmonton's got that whole area going, but they built it directly under a flight path to the airport. And they have zoning restrictions that forbid you to build residential or hotels Underneath that, and they were planning on doing both. That's so. Funny. So they either need to massively change their plan, change or the flight path. Oh, oh, yeah, somehow convince all airplanes to not fly there anymore. We just turn the runway 180. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just spin it. Pull Seattle, go underground. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, they could do something like that. But then they still couldn't build above it. Yeah. yeah imagine imagine right. living in the basement of a condo with no windows. <laughs> I was talking about the arena. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, that's well, called a dungeon. The, yeah. the arena is okay. It's just they can't build the hotels tall yeah. enough. So. Yeah, hey, you're, on, over, you're on level 27. My... Yeah, yeah. Come come look at the view. Yeah, come over to my new place. Okay, what floor are you on? Yeah, B5. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm take on the level... elevator down. Yeah. I'm on level 34 and it's uh, ground level. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to know a fun fact? Yes. Absolutely. All of the buildings in Richmond have above ground parking garages. Is that for the, f- because of the flood zone? Yeah, because oh, if they're they, at risk. Yeah. So every single day, they don't build underneath the ground. Everything is above ground. Yeah, Delta's the same way, I yeah, think. Yeah, Delta too. They're very, uh, very cautious about that. Yeah, but the big one comes, they're all gone. You know what I don't understand about this whole um, Tempe situation? Is uh, they had an arena in Phoenix that was built in the middle of a developed district. Like the, the, key, the one that the Suns play in, right? Yeah. It, well, it's the, no, actually I think the Suns play in a different arena. What's the one they play in? The Suns? Yeah. Footprint. Yeah. Footprint center. Yeah. Oh, footprint that's center. right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Gila river arena, which is in like the South West end of Phoenix. Didn't, fi- didn't they used to play there? Yes. That's where yeah. they used to play. It is, it it is became, a decent area. Yeah. It became the diamond of the desert arena. Mm-hmm. And around that, from what I understand is a developed area, right? Like it is the district, like, you know, with yeah. shopping malls and yeah, hotels. Yeah. And it's what they want this place in Tempe to look like. Right. It's like, you had that. Yeah. yeah. It's just you know? the problem is, is like the arena was just like 30 minutes out the wrong direction from. Oh, like, from like the downtown core. Yeah. Like there uh, wasn't like. Mm. The Tempe location is going to be a better location if they can get it to work. Yeah, they'll probably run... In, if they were to stay there, they'd run into the same problem that uh, Ottawa has right now, where everybody complains that it's outside the... I don't know. Well, because it's, the, it's not that far outside. Also, oh, the, the big far. difference between the Canadian Tire Arena or Center and this the Gila River Arena is that the Gila River Arena is still in Phoenix, right? Yeah. Like, it's in the, the greater area, and people live around there. The Canadian Tire Center is literally in the middle of a cornfield. Like, there is nothing near it. It would be like if the Canucks played out of the Langley Event Center. No. Eh, There's a couple Dons out there. No, it It would be be like if the Vancouver Canucks played in Chilliwack. (laughs) Is it that big of a difference? Well, maybe not, like, driving from rink to rink, but, like, I think if they played in, like, Dudney, then that's, like, (laughs) that's a little bit more accurate. Dudney's the worst. (laughs) That would be sick if I just bought that place. (laughs) No, you know, you're big, big... Shopping for houses in Dudney. Yeah. Also, this reminds <laughs> next me. Metropolis. So speaking of places really far away from here, you went camping in Hope last weekend. Fuck. And you uh, you managed to make a trip to a bowling alley. Yep. Sun- and now... Sunshine bowling? You you warned us never to go bowling in Hope. Yes. And we told right. you, okay, we won't, but we want you to tell us why on the podcast. Okay. So please explain why we can't go bowling in Hope. Well, for starters, there's no lanes in the bowling alley. Wait, hang on. No, no you need you, to give me a second you to You were playing dodgeball, dog. <laughs> that's, that's called dodgeball. Dodgeball in the hallway. Dodgeball. That's human there's, dodgeball. There's also no bowling balls anymore or shoes or anything. Dude, is it VR? T- no, it is a fucking bowling alley that just got turned into a dive bar. And it still says sunshine bowling on the outside. <laughs> so you pulled up. You were like, I'm about to knock these pins over. I was like, bro, I'm, they're like, yo, let's go to the bowling alley. I'm like. All right, bet. I'm, I'm ready to bowl a 300. <laughs> Show up? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. The average age might have been 300, but... <laughs> the, 
yeah, the locals in Hope there. Um, I apologize for some of the people there. Are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> why? Like there's how? This, so there's this, why? There's this. Well, guy. no, I mean how? Like, explain. <laughs> there's this one guy we met. His name. Uh, we actually don't know what his name is, but he kind of looked like Sean White if he had done like crack for the last fifteen years. So Sean okay. White. So we were we were calling him Crack White, or it's oh, great, or Coke White because he's a big cokehead. Oh yeah. Um, he was there and he decided that he was going to try and fight everyone in the bar. So I was breaking up fights all night. There, th- there's no bouncers. No well, yeah, one. it's fucking hope. <laughs> no bouncers. There's two chicks behind the bar, and that's it. And then, so we break up these fights, and then there's this, like, six, seven monster, like, juiced up every steroid possible. And the girl's like, hey, can you just help me move the bar real quick? He's like, move oh, yeah. the bar? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. He walks up, drags the fucking bar. <laughs> this thing is 40 feet long. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. It's like, I hope I don't have to fight that guy. Jesus And Christ. then after, that guy walks up and starts talking shit to um, the guy that just got the piss beat out of him. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, chill out. Like, go, like, fuck off. And he's just like, I'll fucking kill you. So like, to this guy. And I'm like, fuck. I'm sorry. Like, Stefan Fry, I'm like, bro, sit the fuck down. I'm like, don't come over here all fucking hostile. Like, this isn't going to go well. Just go take a fucking seat. Like, it's fine. And he kind of looks at me like, is this guy fucked? Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there and like, fucking hit me. I dare you. And he ends up turning around and fucking walking away. It's like, oh, well, thank God I didn't have to fight and hope. But. <laughs> so don't go bowling or to a bar. At yeah. Hope. <laughs> so I was there with, with some of my friends and a bunch of girls for a hockey tournament. And my buddy Andre goes into the bathroom. And someone, like, climbs over the stall, and they're like, you want some bumps? And he's like, no. Like, they're trying to get him to do coke, and he's just, like, in a stall. The guy, like, climbs over, and he's trying to get him to do blow. And he's like, no. Like, I don't want to do any blow, blah, blah. And then he leaves, and then I end up walking into the bathroom because I got to piss later, and there's a dude giving out hand jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys want to go bowling and hope? (laughs) There's six guys in this stall jerking each other off. Nah. Dead ass. Dude, no. Dead ass. Was like, it the handicap stall? <laughs> no. Or were was, they really small guys? Yeah, no, it was, it was just the handy stall. It was like, so it was like the stall ah. and there, there were you some like people in there and like there's like a group of people kind of like outside the stall. So they're just in line. <laughs> Pretty much. Waiting to get a hand yeah. job from. <laughs> and I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, Nope, I'm going to go. You're like, yeah, that line's too long. I'm going to go later in the night. (laughs) I'm going to go piss outside. So I walk out back and piss there and then walk in. And then people are like coming up and they're like, dude, did you hear there's a dude giving out hand jobs in the bathroom? I'm like, dude, I just walked in and saw it. I saw a guy literally standing there with his dick out, like waiting. I'm like, no, (laughs) this is not okay. Um, Jesus. So, yeah. This I don't know if we can put all that in the episode, dude. <laughs> I told you. I you warned what? you. Whatever but whatever makes it into the episode, though. <laughs> this gonna this is going to be a wild second half. Th- this yeah. place was interesting. And, I mean, we're going back next year. So, <laughs> women's right. hockey provincials in hope are never <laughs> a dull moment. I can tell you that. But camping in the cold was not fun. No? <laughs> not fun at all. Well, well, that's that's an interesting story. Go ahead, segue it. Um, what did you end off with? I had I had a segue. 
You did? Don't go to Hope. Oh. Well, if you want to have hope going to the NHL through the OHL, you're going to need some money. <laughs> because recently it has come out that OHL parents are paying NHL teams to draft their kids into the NHL. They're OHL. Well, okay, drafted both. into the OHL? Yeah. Oh. You think NHL HL. teams care about money? Yeah, no, they, totally they're doing fine. NHL. No, oh. Aquilini though. I I think I could pay Aquilini enough money to draft me. I wouldn't be surprised if like NHL teams took money to uh, draft yeah. like a certain kid. Yeah, you in the seventh round. Fuck yeah. it. But yeah. OHL for sure, they're yeah. taking money to get it. Yeah, you don't yeah. even hear like you hear the first round picks, and then everybody else is just like obviously like they're good players, but you don't yeah. hear about them. So if you're toss up between some kid who's good and another kid who's good that comes with a hundred k, oh I don't know. Yeah, right. That's a good point. I'm gonna go with the the good kid that's free. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's like the WHL draft, but Jake, I think you told me that before, that, like, the draft in the dub is, like, the last few rounds, a bunch of teams don't even use their picks. They yeah. just straight up say pass. Yep, pretty that's much. true. That's the same in the MLB, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, really? um, yeah. Is the London Knights in the OHL or the yeah, dub? That's yeah. OHL. Yeah, they're OHL, because they're known for play, or paying their players. Yeah, hmm. the London Knights are in London, and the OHL is... Ontario. Oh, yeah. Ontario Hockey League. So. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they, it's, like, a known so, thing that, like, they <laughs> pay the players. So, it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to take money to draft players at the same time. Yeah, yeah t- to me, I, <coughs> I'd i be paying my players. If I, had, if I had a lot of money and a good team, I'd be like, yo, Connor Bedard, I'll give you some money to come to my team. No, this is about the opposite. This is about the parents are paying the teams no, to but, draft their children. No, but um, Alex was just saying that, the London Knights actually pay players to play there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought that was like a that would be like a league thing though. Can can no, one team just no? It's decide illegal. To, yeah. Like they don't say it. Like they don't. They, nobody's oh, come out and I said it. I see what you mean. I but see it's what like you mean. it's like a I guess a known thing that like yeah. just specifically see, the that's London probably pay the their misconception players. is they're not paying the players. It's just a refund to their parents who they yeah, paid to draft them in the first place. And it's like you know NCAA football and basketball. And yeah, players play, paying players for years. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It, it sucks. It's too bad. They, I, I think the league just needs to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just what this is, right? An investigation has been launched, and they're going to try to uh, get get to the bottom of that. Well, yeah. Speaking again to the bottom of things, uh, this coming season, if any team gets eliminated in the playoffs, Tyler, what's the tournament they all go play at? Well, they go golfing. Some, some, <laughs> some players do that. Go for a green jacket. (laughs) Uh, We're going to swap it over to Marcus. What's the tournament that everybody plays in? Tournament? Yeah. I don't know. BC's three-on-three league? No. Jake, what's the tournament called? The play-in tournament? Is that what you're talking about? No, No, in the NHL. He's talking about the Worlds. The World world Championships. championships. We're all messing around pretending not to The World Championships? At the end of the year, like Team Canada. Oh, oh, yeah. For, like, some players that choose to go play overseas. Yeah, yeah. The dustiest lineups wait, ever. Wait, are we telling him, or are we... No, I was no, asking... He, I asked oh, oh, the Spangler they... Cup. Yeah, that's actually what it's called. <laughs> oh. Well, no, what the no, fuck no, are we it, doing it, here? It's not called the Spangler Cup. No, the Spangler no. Cup is, like, the opposite of the world That's, juniors. like, retired. Like, they're not NHL Retired players. guys that are trying to get NHL <laughs> contracts <laughs> again. Anyways, the World Championships. Okay. Um... It's just come out that nobody from the 2018 World Junior Championships is going to be able to play in the World Championships this year until everything's settled. Just from Team Canada, though. Sorry, yeah, just from Team Canada after the whole uh, scandal. And they're still trying to work out all the details and everything that's happened. 
So none of the players are going to be able to play on that team. Now, that team does include the likes of Carter Hart. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Dante Fabro. Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas. Uh, Jordan Cairo. Sam Steele. Drake Batherson. Taylor Radish. Maxime Comtois. That guy did it. Dylan Dubé and Jonah Gajevich. So a lot of pretty good players that uh, won't be able to make the team. So Maxime Comtois was actually the captain of that team, right? Uh, he was. So my only opinion on that whole situation is the captain has to be... If something went on, the captain's the guy that should know what was happening. I think I, I, I think the whole team knows. Oh, probably. But like that captain's got to be held liable. He's got to be after those those guys, you know? Yeah, that that's kind of one thing I've heard that's... Um, I, I guess somewhat controversial is that, you know, there's some players that have basically been cleared already and said, like, they, it is 100% confirmed that they were not involved. Kale McCarr, because he's a superstar. He's been he's been cleared. I was get Okay, I I have my own thoughts about that as well, but I don't really want to get into it here yep, just because right. I, you know, none of us were there. We didn't, you know. I hope you guys weren't there. <laughs> it's It makes sense why the IIHF is not going to let any of those players back in. I don't blame them at all. Uh, no, so I hope that they figure this out and they resolve everything. Yeah, not like, even for like a hockey thing, just for clarity about what happened. The scenario, exactly. Yeah, 100%. yeah. and the like the the idea behind benching even the players that were cleared is that they're trying to say that they think the whole team knew about it and didn't come forward earlier. That's the idea behind punishing them for it, I guess. And uh, it, it's unfortunate, but. The, the only thing I can say with certainty is I hope that once the investigation is over that the, I, I want the names to be made public. I hope if, justice is served. Yeah. When, when they can confirm who actually took part in that. Shoot them. I, I don't think they deserve to be given privacy. I don't think they deserve to just have that be kept a secret. All right. Before we, before we finish up here, I wanted to bring up the fact that David Posternock hit 600 points this week in his career. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Yeah, he also hit 50 goals this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. pretty good. I don't think that's that crazy, think, is it? Well, I don't know. I've never really considered David Posternock as being, like, one of the league's best. I've always thought he was just a really what? strong player. No, he's always been, like, up there, especially points, goals. Yeah, but, like, Asta. but, like, I always considered him to be, like, in the running for the best player on his team. Well, like, it's very clear. Like, this guy is... He's a serious, serious player in oh, the it's, NHL. Yeah. It's something that, like, when the original Boston team retires... They can retool and build around pasta. Well, and they will be completely fine. This year alone has just shown that, like, he's not being carried by his line mates, where it's like every year it's been him, Marchand, Bergeron on a line. Yeah. This year he's had his own line with Krejci and Taylor Hall or whoever the yeah. hell else yeah. they had on that line. And he's putting up ridiculous numbers. So it's not just, oh, pasta's being carried, pasta's being carried. No, pasta is doing the carrying. No, yeah. he's, a, he's an elite. NHL talent, yeah, for sure, it, not debatable. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found it crazy that he's already at 600 points. He's been in the league for less than 10 years. Oh, yeah, crazy. that is insane. Did you see um, Evander Kane got his 300th goal, <coughs> and then Drysaddle got his 300th goal, and if McDavid scores next game, then he'll have his 300th goal. No, that's crazy. McDavid doesn't have 300 already. No. You're telling me Drysaddle has more goals than McDavid? Well, yeah, Drysaddle yeah. scores like 55 a year. That's crazy. I guess, yeah, this is like the first year he's really yeah. broken out as a sniper. He, yeah. He, like, he was never a shooter. He was always looking pass, pass, pass. Yeah. Well, because he was such a, his whole thing was he was such a crazy playmaker that he yeah. could draw the entire other yeah. team to him and then pass to anyone because they were all open. 
Exactly. Right. That, that is a good thought, actually. Oh, shit. Hang on. That was a little remix. Yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> Fantastic. You get louder and louder every week with that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week I only got two thoughts. What? Yeah. And they're not even really thoughts. They're more questions. Uh, the first one was the one I didn't want you guys to talk about, but then Tyler brought it up, was the fact that Nashville got a statue of Pecorine, which well, I don't think he deserved. Else, so. But I'm also not a Nashville fan, so I don't know what goes on. However, is if we, as Canucks fans, were given the ability to give one player a statue, just one, does somebody deserve a statue? And if so, who is it? Richard Park. The the problem is the real thing I'm focusing on here is that you're saying one yeah, player. specifically one player. Because when you think about the the most famous statues, you got the Gretzky one, you got the Lemieux one, and there's Dustin Brown. Yeah, now Dustin Brown has one. <laughs> yeah, like, they're who, just starting to hand yeah. him out now. But like I I, th- I think uh, I, I I was listening to the podcast uh, Spit and Checklets, and Ryan Whitney brought up the fact that he thinks that statues are more important than yeah, the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. I and I kind of see what he means there. Yeah. Because it is like, like that it's is permanent, like permanent forever. forever. So. Until you take it down. Because like, I know if I were to say, if you could give any player, like not just limiting it to one, Marcus would say the Sedin twins. Yes. Instantly. But they never brought a cup. Richard like I get, they Park, did stuff no. outside of um, uh, just the arena. Like they did a bunch of stuff yeah. with the community. And they are hall but, of famers. But at the same time, if you're going to give the Sedin's uh, a statue, how do you not give Luongo a statue? Can I frame this a little bit differently? How? Who has a statue in Vancouver already? Two coaches. Pat Quinn, who... Icon in the city. And Roger Nielsen, who started across all sports, one of the craziest fan traditions ever, which is you just you bring towels. Right. Do you think that those are deserving reasons to have a statue? No. I, I hate saying this because I love him, but Pat Quinn's no. Uh, Roger Nielsen's, I get it because that is a moment in sports history that is very iconic and important. Pat I, Quinn, as much as I love him, uh, I don't know if a statue is the right. You way could to throw there. Seth Rogen up there with a stick and a towel, and I would be like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy that did it." You could just have a stick with a towel on it. Like I have no idea who that guy is or what his name does. Or well, that's what his the, name that's the point of the statues. You, it, it's important. You should know that. I don't know. I think that a statue should be really really like top top tier and i don't think anybody in the canucks organizations should get a statue andre kuzmenko one day he will (laughs) i i would again i will still argue this i think the sedines should and it's simply because of what they mean to the city of vancouver that is not something that's going to fade i don't know you could just put up a a statue of one sedine and say it's half henrik half daniel (laughs) Yeah, you can just say it's either one, yeah. whichever it's, one you want it to be. Yourself some I think it, I think it depends on what you view as important, like as a statue. Like Jake, do you really think Pecorini deserved a statue? Oh God, a one million. Yes, this. absolutely, because of the impact he had on the city and the sport. So, in your opinion, is it more like? I guess to me, it's like like the sport means more than what happens in the community. I guess because it's like you're talking about like on ice. Yeah, like the on ice, like what performance on ice? Like I know he was a really good goalie. Yeah, he won. Uh, he won a Vesna. Yeah, he won one Vesna, right? Yeah, like couldn't make a blocker save. Like I, I don't know. I guess to me, like that, <laughs> like that doesn't deserve statue. Like Dustin Brown does not deserve a statue, in my so opinion. He, so here's the thing. Dustin Brown brought in what two cups, three two cups? cups, 
Two cups. Was, was so, it Dustin Brown or was it Drew Doughty, Anze Komentar, yeah. Jonathan Quick? Because <laughs> like, if he gets one, then Can all I of answer, those guys need to get one. I want to answer the question here because it's like it, it is important, right? So the reason why Pekka Rene got a statue in Nashville is because of if it weren't for him, that team very well could have been relocated. You think so? Yes. You think it really hinged he, on him, eh? To be honest with you, yes. Like from 2007 to 2011, really. Like, that team was horrible. Yeah. Right? And they never had a goalie. Right? They had Vokun for five minutes. But all the way up until Pekka came in, they never had a goalie. They never had a really serious player until Shea Weber. And if it weren't for the two of them, that team very likely could have got relocated. So, if we're we're going off of that uh, idea, because, like, I do agree with it. It is, like, it does have to do with part of the community and, like, you know, staying with the team. So, it's, like, I get why you'd want to get Sedin's one, but then it's, like, like the only player person I can see where it's like out of the whole organization. Cause they've had good players. Like they've had Burry, they've had uh Naslin, they've had Linden, la, 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 la. Shane Doan deserves a statue. Yep. Like 100%. that, that is a person that comes to mind where it's like, that is an organization. Yeah. That's, that's, that's who I think deserves a statue. Not yeah. fucking Dustin Brown. I agree. Fuck Fair Dustin enough. Brown. Fair enough. But I don't I have anything against Dustin Brown, but yeah, I don't think yeah. he should. He be also got the C taken away from him, and then they gave him a statue. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because like now what kind they of have backwards to. pageantry is that? Yeah. Well, like they have to add Ante Komentar, Drew Doughty, and they yeah, should add Jonathan Quick. But eventually they'll have the. Mount, I don't know the Mount Rushmore that brought them there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. then it's like, do you give Duncan Keith, uh, Patrick Kane, uh, yeah, like all of them? They'll get Anyways, yeah, there's a bunch of people. The one I find funny is in. In Toronto, in front of the rink, they have, like, a bunch of different players. Yeah. And, and like, they're all from, you know, Different years. eras. Yeah. Right. yeah. They but call like, it, like, the Statue Garden. Yeah, something. something like, there's, there's, like, a, a name, a name for, it. for it. Yeah. And it's, it's cool, actually. But yeah. you could also argue maybe they overdid it. Yeah. I feel like the only team that could do that would be, like, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With just all the players they, they could. Well, if you're going to have a garden, you may as well have a garden, you know? Kevin Bieksa, we'll just give everybody fucking statues. Yeah, Aaron Rome, yeah. <laughs> Keith uh, Ballard, Matt Cook. Now I have now I have an even more important question. Oh, this is the second okay. thought of the day. All right, we, I've been really thinking about it, and I think you guys are gonna have some some very heavy thoughts. Oh, good. What is the best part of a chicken? Is it the wing? Is it gullet. the breast? Is it the thigh? What the fuck did it you just not, say? It is not the gullet. <laughs> If I told you I'm going to grab chicken, what yeah. kind of chicken do you want? What's the what's the best a kind of chicken? sandwich? No, 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 no. Would, like no. the fingers, chicken, like nuggets, like like part of the chicken, part want, of the chicken. The fingers. This, this well, the, is completely. The, the chicken nugget is made up of all the parts that they have left over. Ah. You know? No, I'm talking the the part of the chicken. What is the best part of the chicken? chicken wing? The fingers. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> Like it, it's it so depends on the occasion. That's no, the thing. You if can I'm only one have ki- one part of the chicken for the rest of your for life. The rest of you my life? Chicken wings. Oh. Give me chicken wings for the rest um, of my life. I'm taking chicken breast. I'm taking chicken breast. For the rest of my life, I'm I'm going tenders. You stupid. Oh my god! That you is the breast. So <laughs> no, it no, it's a part of it. I've looked this up before. So if you, you want the if chicken you ever, breast? Actually, if you ever get what? a chicken breast, there's like a flap almost that hangs off of it. That is the tender. You want the flappy part <laughs> of the chicken for the rest of your life. If Actually, it is in what? tender form, yes. Because you, that, I swear to God, chicken tenders are made from the breast. Yeah. Aren't chicken tenders just chicken nuggets? No, chicken because nuggets. That, like, no, aren't no, they just hang blended on, hang up on. shit? That's that's exactly it. The difference is chicken strips are the breast. Chicken tenders is actually a different thing. 
A lot of people don't know the difference, but it is. That is truly two separate things. The right. chicken breast is the most important part of the chicken. Okay. I changed my mind. I want chicken thighs because you get more bang for your buck. Thighs chicken. are the most can, underrated thighs are part very of the chicken. Good. They're underrated. They're underrated. Good. Not a lot of and, people have. And they no. cook so nicely. Yeah, they're nice so juicy. like moist. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's the yeah. breast every day of the week. Breast is too generic. Fuck the breast. But you do so I'm much with guy. it. You can do so much with it. Shut the I want the chicken <laughs> You want chicken ass? <laughs> Give me them chicken ass. All right. Anyway, good thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that. It feels weird not having a third thought. Though. All right. Third, okay, third, third thought. thought. Let's go. Uh, when you are driving down the... Oh, what do you look at when you're driving? The road. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Actually, bro, what are you doing? No, 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 no. I, I don't look at the That's road. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I look like... What? I look at like... Because like... I look just I, Like, if we're on like a distance. corner or something like that, or I look to the side... I've never I'm actually. Like, or, but like, what road. part of the road do you look at? Like, if do you, you look right in front of you? Do you look like twenty if, yards I'm, in front I'm of you? Way ahead of me. If I'm in even medium traffic, it's mostly like the car in front of me. Like I'm, I'm gauging my. What, what do you call that? Uh, no, no, I'm talking about like you're stuff. driving. There's no other cars on the road. Like a one. Oh one yeah, lane, I, I'm looking at lane. the horizon. If not, maybe even the, the sky horizon. Alone. Half the yeah. time, I'm looking out my window. I'm looking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to figure that out because, like, because everybody has like probably a different depth. Uh, percep uh, perception perception yeah, yeah. It. so it's like you look like 10 yards in front of you 20 yards or you're looking like literally to the end of the road until you turn yeah. like, i'm looking until as far as i can see the road if there's no one else in front of me i'm looking to as far as i can see the road go interesting yeah I'm that, that sounds right right yeah, yeah I'm, I'm around there i'm gonna say that i drive with my eyes closed so <laughs> i can tell okay <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, that yep. was a fun one. Yep. Yep. We better get the hell out of here. Yeah, sounds good. I want to go home. Oh, I have to do this. Uh, <laughs> come watch us on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of yourself there, bud. <laughs> they all know our social media. Yeah, social media. Yeah. Uh, pop over to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Go to Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. Yep. Um, am I missing any? Yeah, you pretty much yeah, got it's, all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, all the same. Yep. Uh, anyways, we got to head out. So thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. I got to go.